the which, if you would patient ears attend, what you shall miss, our toil shall strive to mend. Hello everyone from the library of Ankara Pursaklar Science School. Welcome to first episode of APFL Talks. I'm Oğuz. I'm Sumaya. And we have a guest. Welcome, Izzah. Thank you. Before we move on to the episode, we have a caveat. There is so much spoiler from Romeo and Juliet in this episode. If you haven't read it yet and want to read it, we suggest you postpone this episode. How are you guys? I'm good. You? I'm very well, thanks. There are Shakespeare books on the shelf next to us. Have you ever read Shakespeare? Of course I read. I'm a huge fan of Shakespeare. Even the lines we use in the introduction are from Romeo and Juliet. Really? Romeo and Juliet is Shakespeare's most famous work. Izal, I assume you have read Romeo and Juliet. Sure. Give me my Romeo and when I shall die, take him and cut him out in little stars. And he will make the face of heaven so fine that all the world will be in love with night and pay no worship to the garish sun. So touching. From a literary point of view, it's a really excellent work. But we will talk about that later. Its literary value is indisputable, but I don't think it's a love story. Why do you think like that? Well, uh, I don't think Romeo's love is real. Juliet didn't want to marry someone much older than her. So she was a girl who tended to like someone younger, more handsome and sweet-spoken. Romeo thought the person he was looking for was Rosaline, but when he saw Juliet, he knew she was the one. Did he understand that at first sight? Um, I think about it like praised in the book. Is Rosalind that thou didst love so dear, so soon forsaken? Young men's love then lies, not truly in their hearts, but in their eyes. I disagree. The love in Romeo's heart was so strong that he closed his eyes forever for Juliet. These violent lies have violent ends, and in their triumph die, like fire and powder. Which, as they kiss, consume the sweetest honey, is loathsome in his own deliciousness, and in the taste of confounds the appetite. Therefore, the love moderately. Long love does so. Too swift arrives as tardy as too slow. Such a beautiful quote. In fact, we see how much Shakespeare simplified such a tragic love. Two young people who are willing to die for each other are experiencing a forbidden love due to the quarrel of their families. But Shakespeare in Italy makes Romeo seem to be jumping from one love to the next. This causes the literary beauty of the story to remain in the background. Definitely. No, Romeo and Juliet was not just a love story, but a story that tried to educate the society. In this book, Shakespeare more kindly described the dangers of arranged marriage and misleading young people. In this way, I think it aims to raise society awareness. As I said before, Romeo and Juliet is not a love story. It's a three-day tragedy of two teenagers. But this doesn't diminish its literary value. We see what a beautiful style Shakespeare had in all his works. But we can't pass without mentioning the translation. Translation such genres must be more difficult than translating any novel. Moreover, its style and beauty are carefully translated without deteriorating. You are right. So let's move on to the mythological part of this episode. There once lived in Babylon two lovers named Thisbe and Pyramus, who was the loveliest of all Eastern girls and one most handsome of all the youthful men. They were living in the houses connected with a wall. They fell in love and wanted to get married, but their parents didn't approve it. 
Therefore, the little crack in the wall between their houses was only way for young lovers to communicate. They was whispering their love through the crack all night long. One of these nights, they decided to escape and arranged to meet near the thumb under a mulberry tree. Sisby was the one who arrives first, but upon seeing a lioness with a bloody mouth from a recent kill, she fled. But she left her cloak behind. When Pyramus arrived to the tomb, he saw the cloak that torn and covered with blood by lions. He assumed that the lioness has killed his love, and he wasn't there to protect her. He killed himself with his sword. His blood splashed and turned the white mulberry fruit to red. Susby returned. She didn't want to make Pyramus wait for her, but she didn't see him or white fruits of mulberry tree. She only found Pyramus' dead body under the shade of mulberry tree. She didn't want a life without him, so she put an end to her own life with the same sword Pyramus killed himself. After an exhausting search, their parents found them and they were buried together in the same town. But the fruits of mulberry tree turned red that day, and red they remained ever since. The tragedy of lovers had never changed for centuries. Neither regions nor time could change the destiny of lovers. It's a pleasure to host you, Jilal. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to us and sharing in our conversation. Hope to see you in the next episode. See you.